praise report, our church was able to give 221 meals to Christian Community Assistance, CCA. 221 meals. That's a lot of turkey. And the young people went over there and, and helped fill all these bags with the meals that we were that we gave away. So I appreciate them being involved. Give them a hand. Would you let them know? Amen. And you can see it on the Facebook page on our website. Just go down to the bottom of the page. You see the Facebook symbol and just click on it and you'll see it all. Okay. All right. Uh, now I want to talk to you tonight. Guess what about the three great give thanks, give thanks of the New Testament. And so let me read them to you quickly and then we'll pray and be seated. First Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks, say with me, in all circumstances. For this is God's will in Christ for you. All right, then in Ephesians it says, give thanks to God the Father, say with me, at all times at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, we all know this one. Do not worry about anything. The 11th commandment, thou shalt not sweat it. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So say with me, in all circumstances, at all times, in everything. Those are the three great give thanks of the New Testament. Lord, thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I know the difference it makes when you decide to become a thankful person. Not a complainer, not a whiner, but Lord, a thankful person. Lord, I pray that tonight you'll bless this and let the word work mightily in us, that it really changes the words of our mouth, the fruit of our lips, that, Lord, we will be delivered from being thankless and be more thankful. Can you breathe a prayer, church, and say, change me tonight, Lord? Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Let me say it again. Give thanks. We are commanded. It's not a suggestion. It's not a good idea. It's a God idea. It's a commandment. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, at all times, in everything. I read something that amazed me not so long ago. Famous people all over the world, I guess movie stars, actors, actresses, and folks like that, were polled by a magazine which asked them the question, if you could be granted one wish what, uh, that would come true right now, what would that be? What would you do with that question? If you could be granted one wish that would be come true right now, what would it be? Well, they got one response that really shocked the magazine's editors, especially from somebody apparently very successful, had a lot of money, but they responded this way, quote, I wish that I could be given an even greater ability to appreciate all that I already have. Did you catch that? I'm going to read that again because I don't think that's what I would have come up with. How many of you would come up with that one? If you could have one thing you wanted, tell the truth. Good, I'm glad there's no hands because then I'd know you were lying to me. Because this came from 
you know, a rare place. I wish that I could be given an even greater ability to appreciate all that I already have. I wish I could be more thankful. How would our lives be changed were we to experience that person's wish? Have you ever thought about it? If we were overnight to become more thankful people, more thankful, how would our joy level change, for instance? Would it change? Oh, you better believe it would. Um, or how about our happiness? Would it change? Have you ever known a happy complainer? Have you ever known an unhappy, thankful person? You don't find them very often. Or how about our relationships in life? How would they change if we were to become more thankful? Our marriages, friendships, work relationships. How would they change if we were more thankful tonight? If you were more thankful in the home, more thankful at the job, more thankful in church, if we counted our blessings instead of the things that are not right, what if we were more thankful? Now, I believe the Bible is the inspired Word of God, every word of it. And I believe the Apostle Paul, of course, naturally, was anointed by God to write inerrant, God-breathed Scripture. And what strikes me is that Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, taught all of his new converts, all of them, the Thessalonians, all through the Bible, to begin their new lives being thankful. Now that you're a new child in Christ, now that you have been born again, I want you to learn to be thankful. I want you to get your feet on some solid spiritual ground, new converts, and be thankful. How many old converts have never caught that one? I want you to be th thankful. I want you to cultivate the grace and the habit of thanksgiving. I want you to learn to be thankful. In fact, Paul did not teach them thanksgiving only. He didn't just say, I want you to be a, be, be a thankful person or practice thanksgiving. He didn't stop there. Paul taught them and us as well to be practicers of thanks living, not just thanksgiving. Thanks living. That your whole life is a life of thanksgiving. When you thank God enough and you thank Him often enough and enough days, you, you begin to learn the habit and the grace of being thankful, then you begin to practice thanks living. And I want to submit to you that thanks living is the gateway to a truly blessed life. Thanks living. Not just thanksgiving at thanksgiving time. You know, we're all going to gather around a table in a couple of days and eat some poor turkey that gave his life for us. And we're, we're going we're gonna to pr maybe pray together as a family and as in-laws and all the in-laws and outlaws and all the other friends that are there. We're going to pray together maybe for the only time in the whole year, praying together. And we're going to say, Lord, we're thankful. We're going to name a few things. But that's not thanks living. That's just being thank thankful, remembering to give thanks in a way that we ought to do every day. We ought to do it every day. That's what New Testament teaches, that we ought to be thankful every day. Practice thanks living. And what that leads to is a powerful life. It releases great power. In all things, at all times, and in all circumstances, we are to learn to be thankful. 
cultivate the art of thanks living. Think to thank, Paul said. Think to thank. You have to train yourself. It doesn't come naturally. Think to thank throughout your day, in good times and bad, ups and downs, rain or shine. Think to thank. Practice thanks living. One of the things that I've been really, I don't know, I've just sort of focused on in my Christian life in the last few years is practicing the presence of God. I don't want to just experience the presence of God on Sunday. When we get in here and we worship for an hour and a few minutes and we all go home. I don't want that to be the only time that I sense a powerful presence. I want to experience the presence of God all throughout my day. And you know what? There's only one way to do that. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And enter into his courts with praise. The only way to practice the presence of God in rush hour traffic or at work or at home when the kids are going crazy and the pets, like happened to us today, are tracking mud in, when you just mopped the floor yesterday, the only way to experience the presence of God is to say, I'm going to think to thank. Oh, I'm going to think to thank. I'm going to practice thanks living because he inhabits the praise of his people. So we think to thank throughout the day. That's thanks living. Now, why, why would Paul put such an emphasis on being thankful? Because he did it all the time. We read three of the great ones. Why would he put such an emphasis on it? Why is it so important? Let me tell you a few things quickly. Number one, it is the mark of a winner. It is the mark of a winning attitude. If you can be thankful. You see, you and I have an attitude we take with us everywhere we go. And when we get there, it gets there with us. If it's a bad attitude, everybody gets to know that about us. If it's a good one, everybody notices that about us. We take attitude with us everywhere we go. The only way to have an overcoming attitude is to be a thanks-living person. The person who thinks to thank, who can look up and say, God, I praise you even in tough times. Listen, I promise you, that person will not be defeated. Giving thanks transforms the person who gives thanks. Have you ever noticed when you forget to thank God, hard things get harder? Have you ever noticed that? If, if you get an attitude, say, well, you know, I don't know where God is. Everything's going wrong. And man, I'm just having a bad day. And you start complaining and whining. And you go join the Wall Street protesters who need a real good dose of thanks living. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in. I wish I could preach this to them. When we allow the situation that we're in to swallow us up and to swallow all thought of God's power and of God's goodness, or when we begin to think we have earned and deserve all the good things we have as they do. Listen, I learned a long time ago, I don't deserve anything. I'm a recipient of grace. Thank God for amazing grace. How sweet the sound of saved a wretch like me. And when we forget that God is able to help us in the midst of all the bad things that occur, you forget that and you forget to thank him. Have you noticed life becomes bleaker? Have you noticed that? 
A thankful person is a winning person. That's why I have called Paul for years now in my preaching and teaching. Paul is the king of a winning attitude. You could not knock him down. You could not knock him out. Here's why. Because he was very careful to maintain the practice of thanks living. He was a thanker. No matter what happened to him, he praised God, thanked God. When he got put in prison, they decided to sing hymns at night and they thanked God. Thank God that, that Paul learned the key and told us the key. He said, how do I keep victory in the midnight hour? I thank my God and I praise my God. And I don't let any circumstances steal my praise. When his thorn in the flesh had driven him to near despair and his persecutors were hot on his heels, when his back resembled a road map of scars and wounds from being whipped five times like Jesus got once, when he had lost everything for his stand for Christ, Paul, the king of a winning attitude, said these words. Watch this, quote, I quit focus. This is out of the Message Bible. I quit focusing on the handicaps, and I began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride, and with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Do you hear that? With all of this opposition and all this adversity and all this trouble, he said, I'm taking it all in stride and I've begun to appreciate everything that God allows into my life. And you cannot take away my praise and you can't take away my thanks. I'm going to praise him because no matter what happens to me, my God is going to make it work together for the good. So I'm not going to let anything take away my thanks living and my praise. Oh, I'll tell you, church, we better learn to put this on. We better learn to walk in this. We better learn to embrace this approach to life because right now things are a little tough in America and I believe they're going to get tougher before they ever get better. And what is God going to use? He's going to use churches who have said, throw the stones at me if you want to. You're not going to take away my praise. Go ahead and persecute me. You're not going to take away my thanks living. I'm going to praise my God in the good times and bad, in the valleys and on the mountaintops, in the fiery oven and in the lion's den. I'm going to praise my God. Because those that practice thanks living are winners. And they have winning attitudes. Now, the second thing that thanks living does is it's, it's the evidence of faith. It's not only the evidence of a winner, it's the evidence of faith. You know, it's always struck me that the farther people get from God, the less thankful they are. How much thanks do you hear coming up from America right about now towards God? They don't even want God mentioned anymore. We're trying, we're not we, but they are trying to put God completely out. There's no thanks anymore. But speaking of ancient civilizations that perished in their sin, Paul writes, watch this now. He said in Romans 1.18, yes, they knew of God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God, and they refused to thank Him. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. 
As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Do you see the progression? Watch this. Being unthankful led to foolish ideas about God, which then led to spiritual darkness and spiritual confusion. The farther we get away from God, the less we will thank God. The closer you get to God, the more you will thank God because it feeds the soul to thank God. We were hardwired to thank God. We were hardwired to praise Him and worship Him. And to not do so is not natural. Faith rises and gives thanks to God knowing that the sun will rise, the valley will end, and the Lord will come through. So the evidence of good, healthy faith is no matter what's going on around me, I'm still going to thank God. Because I know I, one of my favorite psalms is this one. David said, I would have fainted unless I had believed. Believed what? That I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have fainted, but my faith believed something. In the natural, it looked like it was over, but my faith knew better. My faith knew that God was going to break through and I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So therefore, I'm going to thank Him even when I don't see any reason to do so because my faith tells me God's going to break through for me. This is not the end of the story. The final chapter has not been written. God is preparing something in the oven. We're looking forward to turkey this Thursday, but I'm looking forward to something better than that from the oven of God in the future. And then finally, giving thanks is the mark of maturity. It's the mark of a mature believer. Paul said, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Children aren't thankful. Have you ever noticed that? How many of you have ever had to teach your children to be unthankful? You never had to. You had to do the opposite, didn't you? You need to be thankful. Why? Because they whine, they complain, and they throw temper tantrums when they don't get their way because that's what children do. They walk around whining and complaining and throwing tantrums and pouting until they get what they want. But as they grow old, we have a hope. And the hope is they will learn to be thankful. Why do they learn to be thankful? Because they wake up one day and realize, wow, a lot of what I have is due to what somebody else did for me. Matter of fact, we're all standing on somebody's shoulders. We're all standing on the shoulders of different people who have carried us and inspired us and helped us and given to us and taught us and encouraged us, all of us. So isn't it childish to walk around complaining about everything? Spiritual maturity is when you say, Lord, I'm going to thank you in all things. I'm going to bless you, not for all things, but in all things. Lord, my faith believes you're coming through. I'm going to be a winner and not a loser. I'm going to be thankful. And I'm going to walk in maturity. I'm going to walk in thanksgiving and not whining. And I want to encourage us tonight as we get ready to partake of the Lord's Supper together. Look at what the Lord has done for us. Just look at it. Think about it. Look how blessed we are. Look at all that God has given to us. How many times did he come through this week when he didn't even have to? Look at what he did when we didn't even pray good. 
Every day he makes his sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends his rain on the just and on those who are cursing him in the face. He still gives them rain because God is good and he's worthy of our thanks. And thank God for amazing grace that one day we're walking in the darkness and blackness of our sin and that lightning bolt of grace and revelation broke through on our heart and God said you need to repent and we repented and walked from darkness to light from death to life from lost to found and if we can't thank him for anything else we can thank him that we're saved so can we stand together tonight and I'm gonna ask the ushers to come on down ushers and grab the elements and let's prepare to pass them out and as we partake of these elements together in just a moment, let's be thankful and let's, let's commit this year, the rest of this year, well, the rest of our life, that we're going to practice thanks living. Thanks living. Father, we just thank you right now that what we're right now celebrating and observing is the greatest sacrifice to ever take place on planet earth when you gave your only begotten son that whoever believes in him would never perish but have life everlasting and Lord for that alone we can practice thanks living the rest of our days Lord help us to remember that body and that blood right now and to be thankful. Go ahead, ushers, and pass them out. And while these are being passed out, let's just take a minute. I want you to, uh, uh, to, to look up and say, Lord, here's what I thank you for. And just name a couple of things to God that he's done that you are thankful to him for. I'm thankful for a great church. I'm thankful for wonderful people in our church. I'm thankful for all the provision that God has made for us to do this. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my health. So many things. Let's thank God right now. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord.